Live in Everett podcast, where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. My name is Garrett Hunt. And I'm Tyler Chisholm. And I'm producer Henry J. Thank you for joining us on episode number 73, which is brought to you by Milltown Credit Union. Check out their Super Youth Savings account, which offers 5% over the current dividend rate on the first $750, with the rate being 5.35 APY. Learn more at milltowncu.org or visit them at 3201 Broadway. So, fellas, how you doing? I'm doing so good. I just had a three-day weekend. Uh, we all just had a three-day weekend. I feel energized. Nice. I I moved back to Everett for the first time in ten years. Hey, that's awesome. So, welcome back. I feel unenergized. Living entirely. in the Riverside Trading Company uh, uh, basement. Yeah, I live in the holding uh, container <laughs> that they have. <laughs> well, it's full of beautiful furniture and tchotchkes, I'm sure. It is. Well, they don't so. let me sit in that furniture. I have to buy my own. Oh, <laughs> that's too bad. Uh, let's see what's new guys. I've been listening to this podcast called the dollop. Have you guys ever heard of the dollop? No, I have not. I did this morning when he told me the story. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to tell it again so our podcast listeners can hear, but anyway, the dollop is this podcast where two comedians, like one tells a story, uh, to the other and the other person kind of reacts. It's sort of like my favorite murder or stuff. You should know if anyone listens to those, but anyway, if you like, if you don't like curse words, don't listen to the dollop, but there's an episode of the dollop where they talk about the Everett massacre. Uh, scroll back to somewhere in March. It blew my freaking mind. And I listened to it on labor day, which was a very, um, fitting day to listen to that. So, um, two takeaways, uh, man, people were really, really mean to mill workers and two, uh, they recorded the podcast in Seattle. It was like a live event. And people in Seattle hate on Everett. I can't believe how many times they hate on Everett during that podcast. It really bummed me out. Hmm. Well, we're trying. But it's a really like funny and like disturbing kind of like history lesson on the Everett Massacre. You should give it a listen. I, I played a yeah. show this weekend and uh after the show this guy came up to me and he was like, Yeah, hey, so like where where are you from? I'm like, Oh, from Everett, right up the street. He was like, You guys should come down the street more. And it's like or we could, you know enjoy where we're from not be the best place on the planet just the way that he said it was weird i don't know i don't want to go to greenwood every week i don't want to go to greenwood i want to stay up here yeah, Everett is basically just a better version of greenwood hot take <laughs> garrett how are you <laughs> i am dandy uh yep you know just a new dad taking taking care of babies <laughs> dadding it up That's how right. is the baby by the way uh, she started getting a, a little cough last night. Uh, I think her and Esther are getting a little bit under the weather. So. Hopefully she doesn't have mill workers asthma, which is something that I learned about in this episode <laughs> of the doll. I, I <laughs> hope she doesn't have mill workers <laughs> asthma either. Fingers crossed. Anyway, everybody on today's show, we're going to be highlighting, uh, some upcoming events, uh, that are published in the weekly goodness. We're going to be talking about some Everett life stuff and having a chat with upper left beer fest coordinator, Jared, Loringer. <laughs> Lauren, I spelled it Lauringer. out phonetically oh, for you. Oh, it dropped a line. I didn't see the phonet- oh, no. phonetic spelling. I was going to say Loringer. <laughs> uh, okay, so then we're going to dig into some Everett trivia, and we're going to see if I can uh, stay ahead um, in the standings. Anyway, let's get started. Let's do it. Let's take a look at some events happening around Everett from the Weekly Goodness, a weekly email newsletter we send out every single Monday. So, uh, Henry, why don't you kick us off? What's your event pick of the week? Oh, sure. Well, speaking of music, I played a show with my band Bad Optics, and uh, this this, uh, 
this whole month is the the month of Oliver Elf Army, uh, the other band that I'm in. We're Oliver Elf Arm. Oliver Elf Arm. Yeah. If you're going to the <laughs> Upper Left Beer Fest, which is what I'm going to talk about on Saturday, uh, that's where I will be playing with OEA and Fuzzmutt and Spirit Award and uh, Steel Beans. Nice. Say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. At Upper Left. And uh, that's the, a good lineup for the beer fest. It is. And it starts at like two or three in the afternoon and it's supposed to, it's, there's a 24% chance of precipitation. So dress accordingly. Um, yeah. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah. That's cool. So the upper, the beer fest is, uh, does it kick? Is it Friday and Saturday this year, or just Saturday? Yeah, it's Friday and Saturday. Cool. And the bands are playing on Saturday. Yes, sir. Cool. I'm excited about Beer Fest too, uh, but what I want to talk about is Everett Beer Week, which is like the fur. This is the first year of Everett Beer Week, so it kicks off with the Beer Festival on Friday, and then through the weekend and the following week, and then the weekend after, there's a bunch of beer centric festivities, and that's being put on uh, or sort of organized by all of the Everett breweries and uh, tap rooms, but really it's Danielle from Toggles who's heading it up. So I just want to give Danielle a big shout out. Things that I'm really excited about, there's a Rock'em Sock'em Robots tournament on um, Tuesday, September 11th, never forget. And um, then the Summer's Over event, um, which is the Everett Music Initiative show. And uh, that's on Friday, September 14th. And there's a bunch of bands playing at the Tap Room. Uh, Sisters, Quinka, and, and Fretland, who's a local band that I really like. They're releasing their record that day. So, yeah, that's what I'm into. There we go. Garrett, what you got? Nice. That's exciting. I am actually excited for Beer Fest as well. But to mix things up, I'm going to share about Everett Comedy Night, which is this Sunday at 8.30 p.m. It's put on by local comedian Corey Michaelis. Who you took a class from. Who I took a class from. Yeah, you're a Everett, legit comedian. Everett Comedy College, uh, which was heaps of fun. And uh, yeah, Corey has been putting on this event every single month at Emory's for a number of years. I've been uh, a couple times, and uh, it's always fun. I think we did a Live in Everett TV on it. Uh, earlier this year, I, I want to say, and yeah. uh, Emery's uh, has uh, great food, and yeah, a- always a fun time. So this Sunday at eight thirty p.m. I do feel like it's like the best event to end a weekend. You know, like go there Sunday night, chill with a glass of wine and an appetizer, and watch comedians. It's pretty inexpensive. It's fun. It's chill. Yeah, I love ever comedy night. Definitely. Yeah. There we go. Well, that's what we picked out. For this week, for more details and to get the weekly goodness sent to your inbox every Monday, just go to liveinever.com slash subscribe. All right. So what's happening in your life in Everett this week? Um, This week, we're going to be chatting. Oh, I hate to even talk about it. Uh, It's the closure of the farms and market in Everett. And last week, we talked about Ikea not coming to Everett. This week... We're talking about farms and market closing. And I feel like for a, a uh, media company with an optimism bias on good things happening in Everett, we're sort of not, uh, not talking about good things happening in Everett. But well, this, I, I is, this is impactful stuff. Yeah, it's right? impactful stuff. And I've been really excited to talk to you guys about it. So what do you think farms and market is closing? Well, before we get into farms and market closing, IKEA was kind of a hot button issue on Facebook. Yeah. For a lot of people did not want IKEA to sure. begin with and they're happy that IKEA is not coming. So that's kind of a good thing for yeah. a lot, for a lot of people in Everett. I'm so. with you on that. Yeah, I think IKEA not coming is in fact a good thing. For sure. So, but farms and market closing is not a good thing. So 
Yeah, I'm yeah. worried that it's going to scare off future investment. Um, I want to say something, and I want to be kind because I, you know, I know some of the people who are involved in starting up farms and market. But my feeling about farms and market is it's not ever doesn't the, the reason. Uh, like I don't think density is the issue why they didn't make it. I think farms and market. I'm going to say it. I'm probably going to get hit with a egg when I'm walking down the street. I don't think farms and market would have made it in even the densest of places. I feel like, and and this is kind of cool for, for Everett itself, and it, and it makes me proud to be like an Everettite now, sure. former and current now, is that it was, Farmer's Market always, always felt kind of not genuine in a way that the co-op is very genuine. Sure. And, and I feel like a lot of people really picked up on that vibe because there's farms and markets all over the country, right? Sure. So it, I feel like Everett just kind of was kind of like, nah, that's okay. You know, like we, we have our own thing going on. We have had the co-op here for a long time and I don't know. I yeah. just feel like Everett kind of rejected this. It's not, it's not Everett. You know and what I, I mean? I think if you know the history of farms and market, it makes a little bit more sense. So originally it was going to be this indoor farmer's market. We were talking about it several years ago. Um, it was funded by EB five investors, um, which is like a, a visa for Chinese investors to basically get a, you can pay enough money to get a visa here if you invest in U.S. Um, projects. So uh, the guy, Lobsong Darby, defrauded his investors and now he's in jail and then it went into receivership and then it was bought by another EB-5 investment group and then managed by a group called the Carlin Group who was not um, out of Everett to open up this uh, farms and market concept. And yeah, to your point, Henry, I just feel like it was everyone who was investing in it and starting it didn't really have a pulse on Everett. They weren't really from Everett. They, it was never, I feel like things that are by Everett for Everett seem to do pretty well. Right. And it's, and I, and I feel too, to, to elaborate on my point is that we already have the farmer's market. You know what I mean? Like, why, why don't, why don't we just, what, right. Why don't we just move the farmer's market into that space? Like, why does it have to be, the, why does it have to be farms and market? You know what sure. I mean? So yeah totally yeah it's it's unfortunate it was you know like you mentioned tyler that whole project has gone through so many ups and downs and there was just so many delays and controversy and it's uh, a little bit you know adding insult to injury uh after i know so many people in the community have been anxiously waiting for the whole thing to come to fruition and then it feels like a slap in the face after six months it's like oh and it did not work it just Apparently. didn't offer anything new that Everett needs. You know what I mean? To your point, Henry, we already have a great farmer's market. Granted, it's not year round, but it's still, it's like half the year, right? But in, 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 in the, in the other half, you have the co-op, the co-op, right? That, yeah. that fills that gap. So you have fresh produce and, and, you know, working directly with farms all year, all year long here. So, yeah, and one thing farms and market did have was they had the, the bigger kind of restaurant deli space bigger than the co-op, but I feel like it wasn't enough to stand on its own, own two feet. Like there just wasn't enough going on to make me go there at the frequency that I go to the co-op, which is basically where I do all of my grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. So I will say we actually called farms and market on Saturday because we were like, Oh, I wonder if the deli is still open. And, um, they, I, I called and they were actually extremely friendly on the phone. Yeah. I was, I was half expecting them to, you know, sound like someone who just lost their job, Totally, (laughs) but they, they weren't open. (laughs) I noticed that too. When I went in there, they were having a 50% off 
like closeout sale and I feel really bad just like loading up um oh, I on their awful, mis- on their misfortune As you know but my mother worked at Toys R Us for 25 years so like to see an Everett to to see oh, yeah. like what happens yeah you totally. know I just felt like such a uh, an idiot like rolling around there like throwing stuff into my car <laughs> yeah. like, oh it's half off like screw <laughs> yeah, you yeah. and your family and your job like I'll get yeah. these deals you I know felt I mean? the same way man and it you know like uh, Alicia who we had on the podcast yeah mm-hmm. she's awesome and super nice so it's like a huge bummer for her and when I went there and loaded up on 50% off they were really really friendly so they were it's a huge Bummer. My fear is that it's going to like ward off uh, or scare off potential investment in Everett, um, outside investment. And honestly, I feel like cognitive dissonance about that because I'd like to empower, find a way to empower local entrepreneurs to start things here. Kind of this uh, for Everett by Everett. I think it, yeah, for I sure. think it does better um, than outside investment coming into Everett and, you know, yeah, it'll be so yeah. interesting to see what goes into that space. And that's that's one thing I wanted to bring up too is that what what do you want to see in that space? I want to see a city target. That's and what I'm, I want to see. Too. <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit it. I want a target or something like a target downtown because if it was here, I would never leave downtown. I, I would, actually I would love to have a, a department store of some kind in downtown. Somebody brought up a city target to me the other day, and they said they had heard about that, and that was the first I had heard of it. But I didn't know if there's actual discussions about that happening. I, I don't know, man. It might just be people are talking about what they want in there, and it's like everybody wants a t- Target because yeah, we right. all we all love Target. What about you, Gary? What do you want to see in there? City I, Target? It's such a unique design with all the kind of alcoves, you know, that they had set up for the vendors. I mean, it could be kind of fun to still see it be used as a type of market. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I love the idea of having more small businesses in downtown. And I do wonder, could each of those alcoves be partitioned into their own separate spaces where people could have kind of their own little storefronts? So there's a Um, place in Wenatchee. No, it's not. Is it Wenatchee? I think it's Wenatchee. Um, That's just like exactly what you're describing, um, where each of these alcoves have like their own kitchen space. Um, And so in there, it's like, it is really similar. And when I was there, I was thinking, man, it'd be really cool if farms and the farm, the Grand Avenue marketplace became this someday, but there's like a butcher shop and a coffee roaster and a wine shop and a cheese shop. And they're all individual businesses throughout the whole thing. And it has like a, you know, kind of newer Pike place vibe. It's really cool. And a total community hub. I would love to see also maybe H Mart. That was something that we were talking about in the office oh, too, be because it has all those, all those individual stalls and the H Martin Linwood, it's set up the same way to where like the grocery stores in the middle, but there's like a ring with like a food court and all these different stores mm. on the mm. outside. So who knows? Yep. It'll be interesting to see. Well, well uh, RIP in peace farms and market. Yep. It's fun while it lasted. So, uh, we'd love to hear from you. What's your take? Uh, you can leave us a voicemail at four, two, five, three, four, one, 3731 or email us at podcast at live Yeah. What do you want to see come into that building? I'm really interested.
Jared too. <laughs> All right, I'm here with Jared Loringer from uh, Fizz Events, and you're putting on the Upper Left Beer Fest here in downtown Everett. When when is that? Uh, it takes place actually September 7th and 8th, so we actually switched from Saturday-Sunday last year to a Friday-Saturday festival this year. And how long has the festival been going on? The festival's been going on about six years now. Uh, we actually last year switched from the Everett Craft Beer Festival to the Upper Left Beer Fest, so this will be the second uh, year that it's been a two-day event here in Everett. Very cool. And it's located right down the street from us. We're in the Live in Everett offices right now. And it's, yeah, it's on Hoyt and California. Correct. Yeah. So our front gate's right outside the Everett Park parking garage. And we span all the way up to uh, Everett Avenue there on Hoyt. So we take over about a block and a half. Very cool. And so upper left, like what, what was the reason for, and it was Everett Craft Beer Festival before that. What was kind of the reasoning for, for starting this event for putting something on like this in Everett. So fun story, actually, this event used to be produced by the Washington Beer Commission. Um, They have probably six or seven beer festivals across the state of Washington. The goal is to promote Washington craft beer. Um, They recently decided they wanted to produce an event in Yakima and didn't have the staff to continue adding events without subtracting. So they chose Everett. They had decided a job done here in Everett. They'd promoted the event over and over and we're receiving 2,000 plus people a year at the festival and decided they this was the one they could let go so they actually called myself and my company Fizz Events since we had partnered in the past and asked if I'd be interested in taking over and I jumped at the chance and last year was the year and the one thing we decided was to change the name actually so Upper Left Beer Fest, as in Upper Left United States, Upper Left Northwest. So if you ever get on, uh, get a chance to look at our website, you'll actually see the logo there. We put a tap handle directly into Everett to show it's there. And our goal actually this year is we've started to coin the phrase Everett's Upper Left Beer Fest to make sure people know we're still here in Everett, obviously showing off Everett Craft Beer. And how many brewers participate? I saw the the leaflet the other day, and it seems like it's a pretty robust yeah, list. Yeah, it changes every year. This year, we'll probably have anywhere from 20 to 25 breweries and cideries, and they're all northwest. They're all western Washington breweries up and down I-5 from Bellingham all the way down to the Olympia area. So we're excited. Um, each year it differs because there's different festivals that pop up and different commitments breweries have to make. But this year, we're looking at probably 22 breweries and cideries to go along with lots of food trucks and music and everything else uh, we can offer for sure I'll, I'll actually be playing the uh, upper left beer fest i like it i'm, I'm I like in oliver it. elf army so I'm perfect very excited. perfect um yeah so like what getting back to beer um do you have any favorites at all that you do you have any kind of favorite breweries around here stuff that we should kind of check out or is there any sort of exclusives Ooh. i know that ever beer week is doing some stuff but, exactly. Uh, yeah. We uh, there's my two favorites, uh, and I think a lot of people will join me in saying this is at large and Crucible. They're a couple of my favorites because they've supported the event from uh, me taking it over. Honestly, they were excited. They wanted to know how they could help and what they could do, and they've been great. And honestly, I like at large because they make some awesome hazy IPAs, uh, just like everybody else here in the Northwest. But the one cool thing that's happening this year is with Everett Beer Week 
coming into uh, fruition here. The Upper Left Beer Fest kicks off Everett Beer Week, and so I reached out to my brewers at Crucible and at Large and asked them to actually produce a beer that's for Everett, for Everett's Craft Beer Week. So we actually will announce the name of that here shortly, and it will be tapped for the first time ever at Upper Left Beer Fest on Friday. So if you're looking for something cool that's a collaboration by two of the hot brewers here in the Everett area, you got to come to Upper Left to give it a try. That's awesome that Everett's going to have its own beer. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think it's been over a hundred years or so since Everett last had its own, you know, like yep. what was it, the Everett Brewing Company or something like yep. that. So. Yep. And now obviously with Everett becoming a hotbed for the breweries, it's pretty cool that they're willing to collaborate together to make something cool that's for Everett. That their goal is to get that distributed to as many different bottle shops and restaurants and different places they can for that entire week so everybody here in Everett can try it out. They don't just have to go to their breweries to do it. Is that something that you've noticed over the years is the is the beer scene being very collaborative? It seems like I was talking with Danielle from Toggles and it seems like everybody's really cool with each other and you know willing and open to collaborate here in the city. That's a great question. Actually, the funny thing is once all the brewers were starting to leave last year, I, I got one brewer talking to me and he was saying how people would approach him and say, oh, this is so much better than that that beer that made, was made by somebody else or something different. And he kind of explained to him, you know, we're all, we're all family here we actually we share hops with each other when they need it we'll share uh, brewing space if somebody needs it if they need a new hose we'll run it down to them so it, it's it looks like it's just a big family uh, event and it helps because all these different guys and, and ladies are wanting to brew beer together and they're not trying to one-up each other they're trying to do something that's in conjunction or collaboration with the others which is super cool to see actually I think so speaking of collaboration, uh, you're collaborating with Everett Beer Week. Uh, talk a little bit about that. What, what's what's that relationship like? And what are you guys doing together? It's been great, honestly. I was uh, Danielle from Toggles, as you mentioned, reached out to me about the possibility of doing Everett. Everett Beer Week. Um, so Everett Beer Week will be its first ever beer week here in Everett, September 7th through 15th. Like I said, it'll kick off with the Upper Left Beer Fest and throughout the week at different bottle shops and restaurants and brewers. There'll be different events going on that either the brewers are hosting or that bottle shop is hosting. And it's, it's up to those people to decide what they want to do. Some brewers are inviting other brewers to come have different challenges. I know when I was at the Independent, uh, they are doing a collaboration with um, At Large, actually, where it's a it's a small running event. You're going to run the half mile in between the shops. Uh, one of your partners has to drink a beer, and then you got to walk run back, obviously following traffic safety laws and everything else. But of course. they're all trying to do different cool things that uh, make sure to celebrate Everett and the craft beer they have to offer here and just how many different brewers there are, which is pretty cool. So they're all joining in. I know Toggles is doing a great job of pushing this out there to everybody and trying to get everybody included in it, which is really neat to see. I'm very excited. I, I've never been to an upper left. Uh, this year will be my first year and this whole partnership with Everett Beer Week, I'm very stoked for, I, I just think that there needs to be more collaboration in this city. And so it's, it's cool to see all the stuff coming together. So I agree. And honestly, it's, it's funny to see Bellingham's a hotbed. Seattle's a hotbed, but Everett has some of the best beer you can find around. And honestly, if you include all of the County, the different people from Monroe and Snohomish and different areas, they are making some really, really good beer. And 
the cool thing about Everett is I can walk to three or four of the breweries that are all right there near the mall. I can kind of walk to the different ones that are here in the downtown area. And one of the cool things I know Everett Beer Week's doing, I know they're doing a bike with brewers event where they're going to bike to the different events and it's going to be the brewers themselves. So if you're a home brewer or you're somebody who really enjoys craft beer, these these people are your role models. They're, they're your heroes. And I mean, you can go up and shake their hand and they can take some ideas from you. In fact, they're not, they're not too proud to do that either. So it'll be pretty cool to hang out with those guys and be able to say hi and kind of thank them for what they brought to Everett. For sure. Um, what do you, what are you sipping on right now? What do you what do you liking in your world in your beer world? In my beer world, uh, I actually started out, and I hate to admit this because I'm a Seattleite, I'm a Northwest person, but I didn't like IPAs when I when they first started coming out, and it was a hundred percent because I thought they were too hoppy and I thought they were too, uh, you know, they were too strong for me to be honest. So I was a big um, summer beer. I like summer ales. I like, uh, different, different things with a little more flavor to it. That doesn't have quite the hop profile of some of your stronger IPAs, but I really enjoy the hazy IPAs now because they are making them with different things. I mean, there's one of that large that has, has some mango in it that I think is amazing, honestly. And the haze kind of knocks down some of that, um, hop profile that, other people love and I know that's what people are going to come and they're going to try every single IPA they can find at the 20 plus breweries but for me I like something that's a little more refreshing and cold I guess for me IPAs are just headaches in a bottle yep I don't know why but my brain just cannot handle it I can understand that 100% (laughs) well cool cool Um, anything else that uh, we're we're forgetting here Uh, where can we find more information about Upper Left I think if you go to upperleftbeerfestival.com you'll find it there Uh, as well as go to one of your brewers go to one of the five or six brewers that are here in uh, Everett area we've got at large we've got Crucible we've got Middleton we we have Scuttlebutt and we have Lazy Boy here, uh, as well as Toggle's Bottle Shop, actually. All six of those are places where we're actually selling discounted Upper Left Beer Fest tickets. So they're $20 right now. If you bought them online, they'd be $25 plus the surcharge. So go get yourself a pint of beer. Talk to talk to the brewers about what they're brewing, what they like, what they think's uh, hot right now, and grab a $20 ticket for either Friday or Saturday and join us for not only the beer, but some cool food trucks. And like you already mentioned some some really good ever bands that are there all day on stage cool cool well yeah uh what is upperleftbeerfest.com is the place to go and check out uh everything you need to know about upper left beer fest jared thank you so much right on thank you for having me for every trivia and if you hear loud banging noises it's because uh toggles downstairs from us is throwing uh, kegs around so we apologize in advance but we take three trivia questions graciously researched by the team at the northwest room in the everett public library and see if tyler and garrett can guess them correctly let's dig in tyler in the lead garrett you won last week finally i, I wish we had right like here. a jeopardy button where we could be like and then answer because you know what I know we talked about that last week, but we're not going to change things up now. We got to get last week. We talked about a buzzer. I think we were wrong. Yeah, we do need to get a buzzer. Uh, if anybody knows of a buzzer store that we could go to, uh, just email us. Maybe that's what can open up at Farms and Market. A or just store. Yeah, yeah. Just mail us a buzzer. Fourteen twenty Hewitt Avenue, Suite B. Thank yeah, you. Perfect. So here we go. Who pushed for the creation of Everett's first public library? A. The City of Everett. B. The Everett Woman's Book Club. C, Andrew Carnegie, or Carnegie, as some people like to say. 
Or D, Jane Rucker? B. Yep, B, Women's Book Club. Both of you are correct. Uh, I, I believe Richard Porter wrote an article about the history of the library that had that in there. Yeah, and it does Thanks, say, Richard. It does say in parentheses, it is woman's and not women's. Oh. Huh. So there we go. Uh, question, uh, next question. What is a whaleback? A, a nickname for the workers who loaded shingles onto the boats at Everett Stocks. B, old Everett slang for a $10 bill, which is funny. Uh, C, a special type of cargo ship that was built in Everett. C. Or D, a nickname for Hat Island. C. Um, well, Tyler sounded very confident about C, so I'm just going to go <laughs> with that. Have, we do have to have a buzzer. We'll, we're just going to have you guys. I'll just read these well, off. See, he's just got to play just, it more coy. It's not my fault he has no I poker know. face. I know. It's ridiculous. It, it is It is C. What is it? Yes. Do you go in on the, into my desk and look through these when I'm not here? No, I've always been good. I feel He's like a I, boat guy. This is I, crazy. You're, yeah, you're I'm, a boatsman. I'm a trivia knowledge guy. I feel like I would do pretty well on Who Wants to Be a Thousand Air. Tyler, Tyler does know a lot of random stuff. This is crazy. We got to do independent trivia one night. Yeah, we should start a team. Team Live in Everett. Strong deductive and inductive reasoning skills. Thanks to Everett Community College. There we go. Uh, all right, here we go. Last one. What was the name of the... Wait, Garrett, what did you... You said C as well? Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, this we're is tied. a tiebreaker. Right. Tiebreaker. What was the name of the fortified Snohomish village that was located at the northern tip of what became known as Everett? A, Hebold. B, Tulela. C, Skycomish. Or D, Quilcita. Hebold. Hebold Lookout. All those words sound so familiar. Can you repeat um, the question? What was the name of the fortified Snohomish village that was located at the northern tip of what became known as Everett? And what are the options? Hebulb, Tulela, Skycomish, Quilcita. Well, obviously, there's the Tulela Preservation over there, and then it's got all the Quilcita stuff. Um, I think Hebulb did sound kind of jump out to me. I'm, I'm going to say Hebulb. Correct. Well... It's a stalemate. Should we do one more? Should we do a bonus? I'll just say that I answered that? first. But if we had a buzzer, I would be. Yeah, let's do. Let's just keep going until one of us loses. I guess. Okay. Well, we got to save them for the other. <laughs> yeah, the other that's week. true. We do have a couple extras though. Let's do one. One more. Okay. One more. Let me. Uh, well, okay. I'll just do the next one. This popular festival bought brought boat races, a carnival, a parade, and more. Salty sea days. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> All right, never mind. You guys tie. You tied. We're just too smart. It's official. That's the official record. We know Everett trivia too well. We need like sports trivia or something. That we would just totally fail. Next, next time we'll let Henry read the questions, okay. so the yeah. listeners can play as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, we could do we could do Everett sports trivia. I, I got a pretty good luck on that. Thank you so much to our amazing supporters on Patreon, especially to these five amazing patrons who signed up at the $5 per month level or higher. Joshua Talent, Ann Anderson, Remy Stephenson-Leonard, Maxwell Mooney, and Cindy Rose. Thank you very much. And all of our patrons help us keep Livin' Everett going. You can learn more at patreon.com slash Everett. Yeah, quick shout out to Maxwell Mooney. If you're listening uh, this month is Evie Award. We're looking for Everett's best... Uh what is it? Everett's best Euro place? It's a Euro sandwich. 
Euro. If it's Euro meat wrapped in flatbread, it's called a Euro sandwich, just for the record. A Euro is not a sandwich. Thanks for hanging out on the Live and Everett podcast. We'd like to hear from you. Send feedback podcast at liveandever.com or leave us a voicemail at 425-341-3731. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, take a minute to rate and subscribe. It helps a ton. And thanks to Jared Loringer for joining us today. Special thanks to Oliver Elf Army for our theme music and to our producer, Henry J., which, by the way, you can catch Henry's radio show, The Stereo Wire, right here on liveandeverett.com every Friday. And if you're still listening at this point, if you could text a blowfish emoji to 425-344-1727. Again, if you're listening right now, text a blowfish emoji to 425-344-1727. Remember, good things happen in Everett because of you. So thanks so much for being a part of this wonderful city. Have a great week, everyone. This is why we're Everett till the gray.